stories. When I was trying to figure out what the heck happened to my mom and my family years ago, there wasn't a lot of material for research. Since then, victims are starting to publish books on what happened to them. Now people just finding out about romance scams can read books like Scammed in America by Dorothy Harding. Kathy, with Advocating Against Romance Scams, pointed me in Dorothy's direction. I had to get an interview for this podcast. Here's Dorothy's story. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? What do you do? I grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan. My father was a World War II vet. Um, there's a lot of military in our family. I had two brothers that served. One retired after 32 years. The other one was an ex-Marine. My older sister is ex-Army. Dorothy was married when the economy bottomed out in 2008 and everything changed for her. I ended up losing my job, so I ended up working part-time for the government. I worked for the Department of Defense Agency called Defense Commissary Agency, so I worked at the commissary, and I ended up retiring from there in 2019. And what did you do for a living before you retired? I worked in an automotive factory, plastic Mm -hmm. injection molding Mm -hmm. parts for GM, Subaru. And, you know, when the economy took a big hit, they closed everything down. It was terrible. You could not get a job. And here I had had, you know, 20 years retail work. I've worked in waitressing, but if you did not, have a lot of experience in that job, they weren't going to hire you. I ended up going to school for a year and then I still couldn't find a job. So I ended up, my brother was getting ready to retire from the army and he says, well, you know what, go to usajobs.gov. And I applied for a job at the Air Force Base in Michigan, which is Selfridge, And I ended up getting a part-time job there. Okay, so how did this whole thing get started with you? It was 2019. The end of 2018, I had some major surgery. I had three of my discs in my lower neck fused. So I was out for maybe about six months out of work, and I just got back to work. And then my aunt, who lives in Tennessee, where I'm going for Thanksgiving, I was very close to her. And she died. And at the same time, I'm thinking, well, shoot, I work midnights. I'm just off on weekends. I don't meet anybody. I hadn't even dated. At this point, Dorothy had been divorced for about five years. So I thought, well, why not? You know, I did my research. Is it Match.com? Is it? All the dating sites out there, Zeus, it had better reviews than the other ones. So I set up an account with them and I went on there and it wasn't, it wasn't a week. And it seemed like some of the weirdos was coming out, you know, and I'm like, I don't really know about this. I don't know about this. But it was several weeks before it had asked me 
You don't seem to have any luck. And this was the app. It says, would you consider looking outside of your area? Because you can pick how many miles away you want to look for somebody. And I thought, well, I'd give it a try. Why not? You know, I'm not looking for a husband. I'm just looking for companionship. It wasn't even two hours later and I get this like. And I was looking at his his profile. He was uh, a professional man. He owned his own business. He had two teenage boys. He was a widower. We talked on the app, I would say maybe two days. And then he says, well, do you feel comfortable enough with me if I give you my number for us to converse, you know, through message on our cell phones? I'm like, sure, because I had enough protection that I, if I felt funny, I could just block and delete them. Eight hours a day, I was on a secured military installation. You know, I felt safe. And I lived within five miles of the installation. It took me maybe about a month before we exchanged any like addresses or anything like that, any more personal information than that. It was maybe about a month and a half in, and he kept calling me and calling me and calling me. Oh, I got this business here and I'm going here. And his name was Eric Anderson. He owned a business of financial consulting. He sent me thousands upon thousands of pictures of him with his boys, him at work, doing seminars. We video chatted, but not face to face. There was one time he was talking to me and he had turned his head and he was talking and I seen his mouth move. So I thought, well, maybe he's legit, you know? Back up. Let me understand. Okay. So When you say you video chatted, but not face-to-face, what do you mean? He would FaceTime me, but he was like talking and he's filming as he's walking in his house. Okay, so you couldn't see his face. So there was not a face-to-face. There was only one face-to-face, and it was like he had sunglasses on and he was looking up at the camera and I could see his lips move. One of the things that I learned later that was the major, major tell-all that you're not talking to who you think you're talking to. Okay, so you noticed that, and then what? We just kept talking, and he's like, well, you know, I work a lot. And I said, well, I work a lot, too. And we just got to talking, and he's like, "Um, are you, you considering retirement? How are your finances for retirement? He sent me information on a website. He sent me all of his business information. He sent me pictures of all of his business personnel. I mean, for me, there was nothing to question. But then again, I hadn't been in the dating world since 1998. What she says next, you need to hear. Every scam victim who feels stupid and every family member who doesn't understand needs to listen up here. Me working for the military, they heavily, heavily train you on scams. But not one time have I heard anything about romance scams. And I'm like, if they had just told me, you know, hey, watch out for this, watch out for that. By the way, that's changed some. You've heard in previous episodes on veterans that the military finally got a clue and told the soldiers what can happen to their pictures. 
However, I haven't heard of military training on how to avoid becoming a victim on the other side of the scam. I'd love to see the training go even further than the military. How about let's teach it in schools? Now, there's an idea I could get behind. So then he got to asking me personal questions, how much I had socked back as far as money. He could help me with some advice on how to invest my money. And that's how it all started. So she started to think about her finances. Well, maybe I should start investing more into a retirement account. I had a pension up through the government and I had some savings but I thought about them, maybe I should. He said, well, let me help you. Have you ever heard of Bitcoin? The reason for that is the scammer had to be able to have access to her money. And I never heard of Bitcoin. And that's how it started. Set up these accounts. I'll help you do it. You'll make lots of money. The problem is intelligent women invest. They make smart money decisions. And then he come up with, Lithium batteries, and then I can take that Bitcoin and invest in lithium batteries. Because, see, they had to move the money. The money couldn't just sit in an account with my name on it. I didn't think about it at the time. I thought it was legit. I could not find nothing on this person. Well, of course, his original story was he was from the Bahamas. So he was not an American citizen. And, of course... Scammers have an answer for everything. So me thinking, well, if I can't find anything on him because he's not an American citizen, maybe that's why I'm not finding anything. Because I'm a smart woman. You know, I'm an intelligent woman. I invested up to, I think it was $3,500. And he kept wanting more. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have that kind of money. I've got to look at how I'm going to survive. I'm going to make ends meet. I'm going to take care of you. I'll take care of you. You could just get rid of your stuff and sell your things and we'll move in together. And he had really convinced me that he was a legit person. My sister works for an author and she does research for her. You know, like if somebody wants a charity thing from the author, then my sister does background checks. And she done a background check on somebody and she ran across Eric Anderson's face on Scam Haters United. In case you're new to the podcast, Scam Haters United is a group of women who set up a Facebook page to help victims. They're available 24-7 and they help victims get to the bottom of what's happening. And then she sent me the link and I was just, I was just livid. I was just livid. I'm like, oh, my God. I just wanted to pull my hair out. I says, I just lost all that money I, you know, invested. Even went as far as he played me so good. He went as far as the investing money that I invested. He was sending me little dividend payments. So I would get like this 15 or $20 in back in Bitcoin. Oh, this is your month's dividend. This is how much money your money's making. First of all, you didn't continue on, which that's huge. But describe exactly what that felt like for people who have never gone through that. You said you were devastated. I started having because, you know, then he, he started saying a sad story. His mom got sick. 
the relationship between me and him. His mom got sick. He couldn't come see me. I said, when are you going to come see me? You know, I thought you wanted to be together, you know, as a, as a couple. And then the excuses. And he started asking me for gift cards and money. And I'm like, I don't have it. I haven't even got any more dividend payments from you. Oh, your money's safe. Your money's safe. He sent me a fake lithium certificate. This is how far they go. They're so intelligent, so well prepared. They've got a response. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. (laughs) I mean, because I've I've been there. I've been there with you. I know it's. Every single thing I would ask, he had an excuse. You know, I really care about it. I love you. You're the most beautiful thing. And I'm spending the rest of my life with you. I'm like, so when are you going to come see me? I was probably a little bit more questionable than most women in that case. But I was still scammed. So how did it end? Well, my sister sent me the link. And I did some digging around. I made sure that Scam Haters United, that that was a legitimate website. On the link that I seen on Scam Haters, it gave the real person's name. Dorothy now had a way to contact someone real about her ordeal. And I checked that person out because at this point, I trusted nobody. I was just disgusted. And I was so hurt and depressed. You have no idea what these women that are victimized with this goes through. I went through it. Most of them go to suicide thoughts. They go into deep depressions. They don't even want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Nobody other than my sister knew in my family what had happened to me. You know how lucky you are that you have a sister like that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's pretty incredible because a lot of these people don't have anybody. And you had a sister, but okay, here's the other thing. A lot of people who are victims of this scam do have a sister that tells them you're being scammed and they come up with evidence and the victim doesn't believe it. But something that your sister did made you believe it. And I'm always trying to get that through to other family members. So what exactly was it she did that got through to you? What was the one thing? I, like I said, I had to really, you know, I was in shock. I went into complete shock. I'm like, because I looked and I didn't see nothing until she gave me that, that tip on scam haters United. I had nothing on this person. Then in the process of scam, he says, um, I'm going to be out of town with my mom. And um, he gave me this other woman's email address. If you need to contact me, contact me through her. So after it happened, the first thing I done was um, I remembered like towards the end of December, he had said something to me that was really strange. And that was, if this woman contacts you, delete her. Do not talk to her. This was an office manager of my business, and we fired her. But if she contacts you, delete her. And I had talked to her prior. Come to find out, she was another victim. She found out in December, the same time that it showed up on Scam Haters United, 
she was the one that turned him into Scam Haters United. And I told her, I am not a part of his scam. I do not work for this man. I met him and we went story to story. She met him the same time she met him on Zeus Dating Service. So I got to talk to another victim that he was victimizing when he was victimizing me. They have more than one, sometimes a dozen women on the hook at the same time. Because I couldn't convince my mom before she died, I wondered if getting a bunch of scam victims together to talk to each other would either be bad, be a trigger, or would be helpful. But in your situation, you think it was helpful. Very helpful. I am in a support group with others. And some of these women do not speak of what happened to them, except for to us, except for to one another. And that's only because when you tell your story, they see their story because they use the same taglines. They use the same words. You know, they call you queen. They tell you how beautiful you are. Oh, mine done me the same way. This is our camaraderie between one another because this happened to me. I tell my story and another one here sees it and says, you know what? That happened to me, too. And then some of them will say, this is the only place I can come and talk. And not be judged. Yeah, because some of them, I've heard some of the, you know, because there's two victims, there's the other victim that who, his his face, all of his pictures, his his life story was used. And then there was the one that was scammed. Well, sometimes the other victim says, well, you're stupid, you're gullible. Why would you give somebody money you didn't know? But until they see the whole scenario and see how it's played out, they could very easily have felt the same way. So I've talked to business women, women that own their own business, that have money, and they were duped. So have you come clean to the rest of your family members and friends? And what was Uh, their reaction if you did? I think my sister started spilling the beans to the other family. Um, Some of my sisters won't talk to me. They think I'm just, you know, I, I was stupid and I was gullible. But then there's some that think support me no matter what. You want to let your family know you're legit? Write a book. That'll show those eight holes. The book's going to help because the book is my story. When I first mentioned writing the book, when I was in the process, you know, of course, I'm still on the support group. And I'm saying, you know what? I feel better. I feel better. Just going over, even though as painful as it is to go over all my texts, all my pictures, all my contacts with the scammer, I'm able to see all the red flags that had I known what to look for were there. And it helps you to move forward and put it behind you. There is something I recommend, too, that I regret I didn't do with my mom's saga. Now that time has passed, none of my family members agree on the details. I wish I would have put pen to paper back then. Even if you don't publish it, you get a notebook and you just sit and write it down. It helps to relieve you. Most of these women are not going to seek help in any way. They just sit and they just keep it to themselves. They don't report it. 
please report us to the FTC. People have to know what this is about. If you don't speak, nobody's going to know what this is about. So what would you say to a woman who's being victimized right now who doesn't realize it or doesn't want to acknowledge it? What would you say to her? I think deep down she knows, you know, and I was lonely too. And to get that kind of attention, they tell you everything. You dream up your dream mate in life, and that's what they become. They tell you everything, but they also want to know everything. They want to know everything about you, what your dislikes are, what you love to eat, because that's little details that they're going to use against you. Which is why they say that the victims who go on Facebook or go online and they talk to the scammers, knowing they're scammers, just messing with them, they say that they're training them to not do that. Uh, I've talked to several of them and they says, oh, I'm going to mess with them because, you know, you're so angry. You want revenge. You want to know who that person is. Who am I really talking to? That's what drives you nuts more than anything. I mean, a lot of these women, they've lost massive amounts of money. I talk to people that's lost a million dollars. It's like, Holy cow, you know, (laughs) but I see where they were coming from. They get lost in the storyline. You know, it's like the romance novels. You read about them and how beautiful they are. And two people love one another. And this is what these women are looking for. They're looking for that love of their life, that romance. And that's what they try to become. So I asked Dorothy which Facebook groups helped her the most. She was spot on. Scam Haters United, advocating for you. They are going to be honest to you. They are going to help you. But even if you just sit and listen to the stories, you're going to find familiarities between what you went through and what somebody else's went through. And I think that's what really helps a lot of these women and how to move forward. There's no help groups out there for them. Exactly. And I hadn't found those groups when my mom was going through a scam. If I would have, it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the group I'm with, Healing from Romance Scams. But then you've got to be careful, too, because the first one I, I went in, I only sat back and was quiet. You know, I just wanted to hear. And some of them got kind of weird because some of them, there are scammers in there. And what they do is, oh, I can help you get some of your money back. So then they're going to take even further advantage of you because you are a victim and you are vulnerable. So that's what you've got to really be careful on anybody on Facebook, because Facebook is full of scammers. There are scammer groups on there on Facebook that they communicate with one another. Um, I've got some bank accounts. I've got some credit card numbers. If you didn't catch the name of the book, I'll put it in the notes section. I posted a picture on the Facebook page, too. And speaking of books, you're going to hear about another author on the next episode, and I'm really excited about the interview. After years and years of searching and complaining about not being able to find a therapist who specializes in romance scams, that's happening. She even wrote a book about it. 
I'll tell you what it's called next time. I don't want to steal any thunder from this week's author. If you have a question for me, don't forget, name's April, and you can email me at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Scammer Warriors.